Come on. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G. and the time is right. Welcome to our monthly book club and welcome our author, the strong and powerful Tatiana Sawyer. Tatiana, are you ready to do this? I am ready. Excellent. Let's let's do this. Tatiana is the founder and CEO of Linza Advisors. She's a speaker, a coach, a tax and accounting expert, and the author of Dream Bold, Start Smart. Excited to have you on. Tatiana, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and what motivated you to write the book. Um, so I'm a, I have a boutique tax firm in New York. I work with clients all over the country, and my focus has been for the past three or four years to really help businesses transform themselves by providing them a real accounting support, not just once a year tax return, but actually help them grow, help them make better decisions, help them read their numbers. And what I've realized, you know, I've been in business for about 16 years, started out as a bookkeeper, um, then got my tax um, and CPA license and, uh, and all of that. And I realized that People that come to me that can afford me at this point in my career are usually already past the startup stage. And they usually come with um, things that they maybe have missed or things that they wish they could have done differently, maybe some anxiety, maybe some wasted money or time or both. Um, And I found myself thinking that I just wish that they could start better that they could start smarter, not ignore the numbers, the taxes, the, um, the financial side, which often gets pushed, um, pushed into the back seat. Um, and I'm a mom of two. Um, I live in New York, in a New York suburb, and um, we really enjoy the outdoors and hiking and stuff like that. But um, I really am super passionate about what I do for work. So I hope that answered that question. I love it. I, I, I think it for sure did. So when, when, when somebody picks up the book, what are you hoping that they'll get out of reading it? I hope that the book gives people confidence and clarity that they, first of all, can do it. Whether it's turning passion or side hustle or um, maybe just an accidental entrepreneurship into a business. Or um, maybe it's just a mom picking up where she left off and pursuing her her dream or her heart. Um, wherever the reader is, I hope that they get clarity and confidence that they can do it from a financial side, that they will actually make the right decisions and save the money and save the anxiety and know that, yes, I'm on the right track. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that. and. That's certainly a, a, a if you're able to do that so they don't have financial anxiety, right? And, and and as much certainty as as you can help give somebody, that's 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 a nice thing to be able to do. Because I think I imagine that that's what people want is is certainty that I'm doing the right things and I'm not going to get in trouble from a tax perspective. And, you know. Absolutely, that's exactly what my clients when they first start working with me. That's exactly the fears, the anxieties that they share. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to do something and go to jail. 
Um, and I even mentioned that in the book, and my editor um, said, why do you talk about jail? And I said, well, that's what people tell me. That's exactly what people say, and, and I want them to be sure. You know what? I know that I'm, I'm not an accountant. I don't know everything, but I know this, this, and this, and I can make better decisions, and I can pay less tax, price better, manage my cash flow, and actually grow my business to where I want it to be. Yeah. I appreciate that. So from a – I don't know if it's if the right term is habits, probably systems. Are there certain systems that, that you were – that you see over and over again that, that you really want to break say, okay, you really, really want to help people stop doing this. Um, there are a couple of things. I think the most important part is the mindset. Uh, for decades, um, the accounting profession has been commoditized so much so that um, people, you know, judge an accountant's skill um, by what, you know, how big of a refund they get or, um, how cheap they're doing their tax returns, but so much more than that. Um, we accountants have also contributed to this, um, I guess, commoditization of the service. You know, we've been trying to take on more and more clients. I mean, I guess it's natural to want more and more sure. and more, but I actually want less. I actually want to scale down and work with less people, but more more involved, more intimately because I believe that business is personal and I do my best and I can save you the most amount of money in tax legally if I know everything about your personal life, your goals, where do you see yourself, how do you want to retire, how do you want to live your life and you know whom you support and all of that great stuff. So um, I'm hoping with this book to at least change people's minds about not viewing an accountant from a perspective of, oh, they're giving me a great deal on, the st on my tax returns. That's not about that because what you're missing is that in between the tax seasons, in between the connections with your accountant, you really aren't getting any advice whatsoever and you're left basically managing your business on your own. Yeah. And when left to one's own devices, if they're not taking a proactive approach to managing their accounting and their taxes, then you're probably just going to get what you would expect, which is not a very proactive approach to tax and accounting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Usually your sign for that would be, you know, in, in March you find out that you owe X and it's a big surprise and Shocking. it actually makes you anxious. Yep. And you're shocked. That's a sign that you are probably in a traditional accounting relationship. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, right? I've never really thought about what the, what the sort of arc has been for, uh, the industry and how it's approached, um, and just probably a very natural thing to your point that 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 y'all are doing it to yourselves, that it's it, it's become more commoditized and therefore people view the relationship as as more commoditized versus this is a, an integral, if not the most important advisor uh, that 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 you and your business have, and to not share everything about what you want, talking about your dreams and, and your goals and your objectives and how that matches up to everything else is, is really kind of dumb. <laughs> well, listen, we're not really taught entrepreneurship. Some folks who are fortunate enough to learn some parts of entrepreneurship in high school do better, but at the same time, they still make the mistakes unless they're accountants. And one of my clients, actually, who was a poetry major in college, 
has built a great company um, in his industry, he once said that to me, he said, Tatiana, accountants don't start businesses, visionaries do. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the disconnect there. So we don't start businesses because we run the numbers and we know, oh, it's not, it doesn't make sense. But visionaries have this idea, this vision. All it needs is support in numbers. Know exactly how much you can make. If that doesn't work, what else can you do to make money while doing what you enjoy? Yeah, I think that that's so beautifully said right there. <laughs> Visionaries start start businesses and, and and take on enormous risk that you know probably a, a sane and logical and rational person maybe wouldn't do. So, <laughs> um, so in terms of um, really obviously forming a relationship with somebody like you who whose heart is in the work and is invested in having this deep relationship for people who who are maybe not there but they're going to get there what what are those things that you really wish that they would start doing now so um i about two or three years ago i stopped completely stopped working with new startups and when I got on this book journey, I actually um, thought, you know what, I can't start with, wor- I can't work with them because they don't have a budget typically for someone like me. Mm-hmm. But I can give them something to start with, a roadmap, a how-to. This is what you should do. And the book is split into two parts. Dream Bold, I talk about finalizing and kind of fine-tuning your business idea from a numbers perspective. So I, I'm not a marketing person. I don't teach marketing. I talk about numbers. What is your business? What does your customer pool look like? Are you getting one time or recurring sales or both? And I encourage having a mixture of both so that you can count on a certain amount of revenue, but at the same time have a boost of revenue with something else. And uh, I talk about risks. Knowing your risks allows you to move from a shock um, stage or desperation that we've all experienced in, uh, you know, a year ago when when COVID happened, um, many, many businesses were in shock and then they moved to desperate action. They were making moves that weren't necessarily right for their business and into the evaluation stage. Everybody is still going to experience the shock and desperation, but moving through those stages quickly um, will allow you to get to the evaluation stage and figure out your next moves and next options. And that's where I talk about risks. I also talk about investors and partners. Do you need any of them in your business? In part two, Start Smart, I actually tell people, you know, your entity choice matters. It's not something that should be left to Google. Um, it's not something that should be left to, oh, my friend told me I should be an S-Corp. Well, Actually, there's no cookie cutter solution to every business. And I believe that, like I said, business is personal. But the reason is that the entity choice will be influenced by what your goal is for this business. Your goal, not somebody else's. I talk about things like pricing better. We all suck at pricing. We start, oh, how much should I charge? And we look at other people or other companies or whatever. And I've been there myself. I mean, when I started my accounting practice, I was charging way too little. I was selling myself short and, and shooting myself in the foot really with my pricing. Talk about how to manage your cash, um, how important it is. That's really all the business is about. It's cash management so that you don't run out of cash when you need it. Yeah. 
and then talk about you know setting yourself up for lower taxes proactively because when you're in March and you find out you owe fifty thousand dollars it's too late to do anything maybe you can do some retirement but that's you know time has been lost the year is over and basically at the end kind of when to ask for help and what kind of accountant to hire and when milestones and things like that yeah I appreciate all that so you 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 mentioned this book journey how 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 long did it actually take you to write the book (laughs) (laughs) it actually the first draft writing took me very little compared to many other authors because I already had a knowledge of clients case studies stories Um, next book will probably be a lot longer but the first draft for this book was about four months got it nice and when you made the decision that you wanted to write the book, is there anything that you said, you know what, I really want to avoid writing this kind of book or want to avoid doing this? You know, I don't know if you know, there's an author, Mike Michalowicz. He wrote a book called Profit First. It's a revolutionary book. I am a Profit First professional. I use uh, Profit First for my clients. And... I was in St. Lucia with my family and I emailed him about writing a Profit First derivative book. And um, he said, well, you know what, I'm holding this event, um, and this was about a week after we were supposed to come back from St. Lucia, holding this event, would you like to come, it's for authors. So I just jumped into that, um, went to the event, and at the event, before that, I I wanted to write a book that would be a business card book. So something that would give me authority, um, and really allowed me to bring more business into my tax firm. But at the event, I realized that as much as I love doing what I do now, I don't want to only do that for the rest of my life. I want to do something else too at the same time, to keep my brain engaged, to keep it occupied. So I decided to write a book that will change lives. And Mike Michalowicz has a writing partner who... Um, writes, you know, puts the words basically um, for him. It's his material, his development, but she writes the words for him. She puts it into a format that readers can connect to. And um, she has a workshop to write a book that changes lives. So I realized when I got on this journey, I didn't want to half-ass it. Um, I wanted to do it right, and I wanted to not write a book that will just be a business card book because this book is not a business card book for me it's not for my ideal client but it's for someone who in the future can be my ideal client nice i think that's really well said right there and i feel like you made really made the right decision you know it's like (laughs) i think so i'm a best-selling author okay well you know are, are you really proud of the book or you feel like you're doing good work is this is this more than just to your point, right? I I I wrote a business card book because I want to tell people that 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 I'm an author. So nice. Yeah. Well, so what 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 are you proudest of? Um. Oh, say it again. Sorry. What are you proudest of now that the book is is oh. is in the world? Um, I'm proud of the connection that the book creates with the reader. Um. I really tried to connect to the reader and be mindful of their journey. Um, I also shared a lot of stories because um, I taught a tax class some time ago and students, all of the students could remember were my client stories. 
Um, so I thought, you know, that actually makes sense. And I'm proud of the fact that this book is in, is in plain English as opposed to accounting speak. Because we as accountants, and it's just personality, I guess, that's right for the accounting profession. We're introverts, we're kind of like geeks and, you know, um, and all of that. <laughs> and uh, we tend to really make people, when we speak, because we use professional language, which tend to make people feel less than intelligent. And people just nod not to seem um, unintelligent. <laughs> I totally and... get it. No idea. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that happens all the time. So I wanted to do things differently. I uh, really worked not only on in this book, but also in my business to talk to people, um, to explain things that they need to know. Because I know that nobody's going to care about their business more than they do. Um, and I also know that without numbers, um, without planning, without understanding them, um, there is no business. It's just a hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. You know, that's <laughs> something that certainly financial professionals struggle with as well. It's jargon. It's just not. And I think that there's a lot of reasons for that. But what's important, I, I think, is what you just said. You want people to actually be able to understand and connect and using the power of, of narrative and telling stories to, to illustrate points is is such a powerful thing. So I'm 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 glad that you were able to do that, and I'm 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 glad it's working. So, um, any other advice to to readers? Um, sure. I'm. I mean, I, I usually say that, and this is based on what I've seen in my practice, uh, in you know past and current clients when they first started with me. Um, many people think that, oh, I'm not making any money, I shouldn't worry about it yet. <laughs> but actually, don't fake it till you make it, because nobody has got it together. Don't think that it will happen on your own, on its own. You have to face it and face it early. That will give you power to make your business, build your business around your life. I love it. It's not going to happen on its own, and if it's a problem, it's not going away. So, <laughs> that's right. It's just exactly. going to get a lot worse. <laughs> well, Tatiana, thank you so much for coming back on the show and talking about the book. Where can people learn more about you, and where can they get a copy of Dream Bold, Start Smart? So, a copy of Dream Bold, Start Smart can be purchased on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and a couple of other retailers. The link to that is on my book page dreamboldbook.com there are some resources some bonus offers some um, cool things that you can also pick up on that page so and the link obviously to purchase the book is also there great and how about from an accounting standpoint people that want to engage with you there um, it's my website lindzaadvisors.com l-i-n-z-a advisors.com that's how you can connect with me and we can work together perfect well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Tatiana your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up a copy of Dream Bold, Start Smart at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or go to dreamboldbook.com. Check out the additional resources and then connect with Tatiana at lindzaadvisors.com, L-I-N-Z-A-A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S.com. Thanks again, Tatiana. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.